Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, welcome back, everybody. Welcome to I Thought I Told You. Back with another episode for our Mental Health Monday segment. And this is your host, CJ. And I want to get into support systems and why should you care. So first off, I want to begin off defining what is a support system. Um, A lot of us may not know what a support system is. So basically, a support system is a network of people that you rely on, that you trust, you can kind of confide in, and that support system can be informal or formal. And so when we talk about informal, a lot of us um, pretty much kind of somewhat not knowingly have those informal support systems, and that's pretty much our family, friends, uh, spouse, partner, your neighbor, coworker teammates, bandmates, whatever that looks like to you, you know, those are your informal support systems. Now, when I say formal support system, that's basically anybody, that, you know, your healthcare provider, therapist, counselor, uh, your social worker, support groups. So that's what we look like when you say, you know, you have those formal support systems. Now, I gotta touch up on the importance, how how important it is for us to have a support system when it comes to our mental health, and it's it's pretty vital. When battling depression and anxiety, PTSD or what have you, it's pretty much tough to kind of fight that battle by yourself. You know, doing it alone is exhausting, and it it, it takes a toll. No one man can do it alone. Now, I get it, you know, when those dark days of depression, it, it it hits you, and you're not really trying to socialize with anybody. You ain't really trying to get out there and, and talk to anybody, you know. So isolation becomes your best friend. You isolate. And then, you know, that cycle of isolation continues. So, you know, you when we avoid and we isolate, now that turns into feeling even more depressed, which then turns into withdrawing, because when you're already feeling depressed, you're going to withdraw even more, which cycles back on back to the isolation. So it's like that cycle continues. And honestly, uh, I'm going to keep it real. For some of us, uh, it takes baby steps, you know, to even reach out. You want to open up, confide in, and trust somebody. It takes baby steps. And we're talking about vulnerabilities which that's a whole other topic of discussion. When we're talking about vulnerability, so, you know, it can be a lot harder for those to kind of reach out and, and trust others and to confide. Now, I ain't saying you need to spill all your business and be open and, book, and be an open book about your depression or, or your anxiety or your mental illness. Who you choose to trust is solely up to you. You know, that's up to you. And a lot of times, like I said, 
that takes baby steps for us to even, let alone get out of the bed, but just even with somebody trying to trust somebody. Statistically speaking, and I kind of read this research somewhere, research somewhere where it's shown that having that social support, it kind of it fights off uh, the effects of depression, stress, anxiety. Now, naturally, as humans, we all create that sense of belonging, wanting to be valued, loved, and cared for. I mean, naturally, we are social beings. And it's no secret that, you know, the, the more you surround yourself with, quote, unquote, happy people, um, you are in likely even more inclined to be, quote, unquote, happy in the future. Now, when we talk about sports, so now what does that have to do with our mental health? What does that look like in the context of our overall mental health? You know, we define support system. So now what does that have to do with our mental health, right? First off, um, it, it kind of alleviates a lot of that stress. And you just to have someone to share your problems with, it kind of it feels like that huge weight lifted off your shoulders. And then it serves as a, as a reminder that you're not alone in this fight. And for those that are fortunate and blessed to have somebody, that at least one person that you can confide in, and who you genuinely, keyword genuinely, care about, uh, it's, 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 it's nothing short of a blessing. Because not everyone has that. Um, let that stand and listen to their problems. It's fine that you find it a lot easier to deal with, deal with a lot of challenges or whatever the hell life throws at your way, whatever hurdles that you may have. I know for me, uh, Speaking to me personally, um, I can at least say I do have those in my life. I'm blessed to have those in my life, um, family, friends that I um, that are basically truly gems. You know, they they they're gems. Um, so secondly, we talk about strength. So secondly, it it does wonders for your self confidence and your self esteem. Like I said, just feeling valued, and it's like, damn, someone actually cares about me. Uh, they don't want anything in return but just your time and your friendship. And like I said, it's a, it's, a, it's a blessing to have if you have it. And having that strong support system makes you feel valued, loved, and important. Again, that's naturally as humans, we want to feel valued, loved, and important. And your self-esteem, you know, begins to rise from that. Then on top of that, you know, we talk about the stress, we talk about um, decreasing your self-confidence, self-esteem. You feel more in control of your life. Like, you know, finally I can take the reins and have control of, of you know, my destiny. Like I said before, it takes baby steps. Now, we have these loving support systems, right? You know, our family, friends, our booze you know, neighbors, whoever you confide in, a lot of times we have these expectations of what the support system looks like. And not all support uh, our support systems are created equal. It just that's just reality. Sometimes um they may not have the capacity to provide what it is that we idealistically seek. You know, we want, you know, when you're talking to your 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 spouse, your partner, whatever, you kind of want them to be that all-encompassing person. 
and maybe there's some things that they, they lack or they, they can't really provide, but that's not kind of sorely sliding them. So I know for me, I know for me, I, I used to have a habit of placing these unrealistic expectations on my loved ones, friends, families. Um, and I wanted them to be that missing link. I wanted it to be that all around that I needed. And I'll say this, you know, some friends I can easily confide in, you know, I'm able to be vulnerable uh, with them. That tends to show. A lot of times where that doesn't really show outwardly, uh, may come across as guarded and distant. Well, you know, with some of these friends, I'm, I'm, e- I'm easily vulnerable. I can pour into them and, you know, just basically easily open up. Some friends, I can relate to it easily. The same demons they battle, so do, uh, I, you know, I'm going with it, going through the same thing. They want to help out, but, you know, they don't know how. There's some friends that that do want to help out. They love you from afar, but they don't know how. You got some family friends that, hey, okay, you going through this? Boom, boom, boom. Here they provide solutions and information, whether it be self-care, whether it be watching this to a podcast, whatever way they can help by providing that information or sometimes just be a service to you, like, what do you need? And that, you know, was up to me to kind of acknowledge that. And I had to step back and say, okay, this person may not have the capacity to be, you know, to do this or, you know, what, what's my ideal, meet my idealistic expectations of what I want in, in a support system as a friend or whatever have you. So having those expectations. And it took me a minute to kind of acknowledge that. But the one thing they all shared in common they all shared in common is that they genuinely cared for my well-being. And, and that was the kind of the main thing to take away from that. So like I said, if you have those support systems, a lot of times you have those expectations of what that may look like. Kind of take that step back and know that not everybody's going to play every single role that you want them to play. And that's okay, too. No, I didn't say a whole lot. <laughs> Let me backtrack. I wanted to get into, no, putting on my social work hat. I wanted to get into the types of social supports, which is pretty much like there's four types, right? So you have the emotional support, and you have those that they're able to express, you know, that love, that empathy, that caring, that trust. Your vulnerabilities tend to kind of pop out when you have this type of support system. You can confide in them easily. You have that emotional connection, you know, that, that, that comes out. So, you know, that's when you have that emotional support. Second one, you have more of an instrumental support. And what I mean by instrumental, you have someone that's more of an aid or of a service. So, say, for instance, you're... You're at the doctor's office somewhere, and you have a friend, or maybe your 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 spouse or someone. They say, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna come by. You know, kind of lift this load off your shoulders, and I'll babysit the kids for you while you go to the doctor's office, or I'll um, help clean up, or you know, 
kind of providing that service, that aid, whatever you may need that help. So anything to kind of alleviate any type of burdens you may have, that's instrumental. Then you have the informational. You know, you have those support systems that offer the advice, suggestions, and information. And, you know, having this, I know for me, you know, I have some friends that that will send me tips on self-care or they, they say they may have heard about, like, a support group or something like that, or they'll, you know, provide me the information about the support group or a podcast to listen to or they just offer advice, right? So that, that comes with that informational. And then lastly, you have the appraisal. Appraisal um, is pretty much kind of that information that's useful for you for your own self-evaluation. So when I say that, meaning let's say you have, like, a family member, friend, and whatnot, basically kind of big you up, bigging you up and just reminding you of all the qualities that made you you, the qualities that made you great, the qualities that made you the amazing person that you are, you know, kind of, kind of providing that, that reinforcement of the greatness that you are and that you don't yet see. So when I say appraisal, that comes to mind. Now, we talked about, you know, the four types of support, why it's important. And we say, okay, well, it's not that easy for me. I don't have that support system like that. I don't have family friends go to. It's hard. And realistically, not everybody has that support system. Not everybody is blessed to have that or at least one person. So what happens when you it's hard for you to have that to have that support system? We'll let it on find it. First of all, I wanna say when you in the depths of hell, not to say that term loosely or whatever your hell is, when you're dealing with your mental illness, when you like if you're in the depths of that I'm going to always, 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 not just a social worker, me, but just me being a person, encourage and recommend to seek help. And by that, I mean the formal kind. Seek help, counseling, therapy, um, even if you just have to call the suicide hotline, just to, just to even hear another human's voice. I'm going to always, always encourage that and recommend. So next, you know, seeking that formal help. If you know at least one person, it could be an acquaintance, it could be, I don't know, the janitor that you, you know, struck conversation up with a few times and now y'all, you know, you see each other, whoever, somebody that you, the, the, the person that's in the, the, the grocery store, the, the worker, the cashier, somebody that you conversate with. If you know at least one person that you can at least kind of talk to, I encourage you to reach out, to at least reach out, take that step. And like I said, it's baby steps. Then let's say, okay, you know, you don't really have that acquaintance or know of anybody, right? You have a, a slew of local and online support groups. And like I said, when I tell you, there's literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different kinds, especially for mental health. You have support groups for depression. You have a support group for schizophrenia. You have a support group for just about anything. But like I said, especially for mental health. And when you go into these support groups, you're you're sharing that common that common interest, that common those common problems that you have with other 
um, that are going through the same thing. And with support groups, it provides that safe space where you can, if you choose to confide in others and give each other tips and and to kind of help them get through some of their challenges, and, and in turn, they give you tips and challenges. So it, it it's like that safe haven where you can go with, um, you can share, you know, with others that are going through the same things as you. And another one is just simply volunteering. Um, with volunteering, it gives you that sense of purpose, or it can give you a sense of purpose and accomplishment. But now that's all dependent on your interests and your skills. Maybe you want to teach preschool-age kids about colors, about they learning their colors and numbers and stuff. Or you may want to volunteer at a nursing home. Or maybe you want to teach kids kickboxing. Or you want to volunteer at, a, at an animal shelter or, you know, dog shelter or rescue animals, what have you, whatever your interest may lie. Um, I know me personally, I've, you know, volunteered to kind of help me get through some things and kind of help me overall see the, the greater perspective. And like I said, that's a different topic for another day. So, and with that, I want to close up our discussion with uh, some important numbers. As always, you have the Suicide Prevention Hotline. It's 24-7. It's free. It's confidential. And so the number for that, 1-800-273-8255. Vets. Vets, 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 you can call that same number, 1-800-273-8255. You want to press 1. I'll say it again, Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 1-800-273-8255. Veterans, call that same number, 1-800-273-8255, and you press 1. And with that, all I got to say to y'all is we is smart, we is kind, and we is important. Peace and love. Oh, did I